What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Canucks Weekly Podcast. My name is Dylan Kayser. I'm joined by my good pal, Jack Friedman. It is Canucks opening night. Hell yeah, I'm pumped. Jack, are you pumped for tonight? Oh man, here we go. We've been waiting months and months. It's it's time. We've got a young team. I, I want to see it kicked into gear and uh, let it rip. And it's the Oilers. Come on, we got to beat the Oilers. I know they have McDavid. I know it's changed Ooh. now, but come on. Come on, man, the, the Oilers are, are one of our biggest rivals, like for, for fans, for, for everything. The, the games are always passionate. They have the best player in the world, arguably, on their team that you have to face every single night. Uh, period in, period out, that guy is going to be up in your business. And uh, it, it just makes Oilers games uh, uh, especially exciting to watch, at least for me. No, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, every game with McDavid in it is is worth watching. Um, we have a lot to cover in this episode, though. We have a lot of Canucks talk. Uh, we're going to do a, a pregame show uh, for the Oilers versus Canucks tonight. I mean, that's going to be fun. We might even, I think, Jack, we're going to do a watch along in the first period. So uh, those listening on the podcast, you won't hear the full version of this. So if you do want to listen to it or watch it, go check out our YouTube channel. Um, but Jack, a lot of Canucks topics to talk about. Where do we want to start? Oh man, I, I honestly think like we need to start with the opening night roster. Like it's it's the first look at the team, the way it's going to look uh, starting day one. Hopefully for the rest of the season, you know, uh, God willing, with the injuries as, as they as they say, uh, you know, we've it is seen the Canucks. It is the Canucks year. after all. Well, that's the thing, man. It's like, look, if if they can stay healthy, it's always it's always the phrase when you're talking about how you think the team's going to be. It's like, well, if they can stay healthy, you know, like you got to start the sentence like that. It happens every time. So look, if they stay healthy. We've got something special here, I think. So let's go. So let's talk about who we've got. Uh, I heard that uh, Oliver Ekman Larson is uh, questionable for tonight. I don't even know if he's starting. Um, I don't know what you heard on that. Uh, I know that we've got at least three guys starting on IR, and that's Dermot, McKayev, and Myers, which definitely put a dent in, puts a dent in our defense. So and they're already the, weak defense, might I say. Oh, well, I mean, we're going to start ripping on the defense again. Well, we have uh, to. It's, it's a common theme in this podcast. Every single time. Well, you, you got to. Like, if you're talking about the Canucks, you got to rip on the defense. So, I don't know. Have you heard anything about uh, OEL there? Uh, I haven't heard much about OEL, but uh, I think it just goes to show that already we don't have a great defense. And one or two injuries in, and it already doesn't look good. Um, yeah. Eden, pumped that you're here watching uh this podcast with us hopefully you stick around for the first episode pumped for this game are, are you pumped about the canucks defense though i want to know i want to know probably not <laughs> always nice to get those comments for sure yeah but absolutely keep, keep them coming in folks we uh you know if if we don't get to any of the topics on our outline and we only talk to you folks and answer your questions i'm more than fine with that the only other real thing I wanted to say about the opening roster is this minor move with uh, with sending down Klimovich and bringing up Dries. Uh, I don't know how much you know about either of those guys, but uh, I don't know. Let me fill me in. Fill me in on Klimovich and Dries. Well, I mean, I don't think there's really much to go on there. I mean, I don't think they're really going to make an impact at the end of the day. Um, yeah. I think what's interesting to me is, is Riley Stillman. I mean, I want to see what yep. we have in this guy. We that moved was a late Jason trade Dickinson. There. Yeah, late trade that we missed, uh, you know, was just after our last episode. Yeah. So, yeah, we get Stillman in exchange for a second-round pick and Jason Dickinson. Uh, Value-wise, let's start off with the trade. What, what did you think of that trade? Well, here's the thing, man, is, like, we were talking about how it might be time for the Canucks to just go for it and mortgage the future, so to speak. And, like, I, I want to see it happen. 
I, I think that uh, when a team is up and coming and they're going to start trying to make the playoffs, it's not so much mortgaging the future as getting rid of useless draft picks for stuff that you can do now. Like, do something today. Like, what is it? Uh, a second round pick in 2024 or whatever it was, yeah. assuming the Canucks make the playoffs and let's hope go deep, that's going to be a bottom 20 pick. Fingers crossed. Good riddance. Get rid of that. Get something that'll help us right now, you know? So it's that. that's what I want to see happen. It's a trade that I like. Yeah, I mean, Jason Dickinson was not a signing by this regime. You know, obviously they don't let, love the player. He didn't have a great season for the Canucks. Uh, so I don't blame them, you know, moving on from Jason Dickinson. I mean, the second round pick, you could say it's a bit pricey because, I mean, there is value there. It is a, it is still a second round pick. But, uh, you know, like, like Eden says here in the comments, hoping Stillman brings some physicality. Exactly. I think that's what the Canucks were looking for in this trade. We, we've said it both both uh, the last couple episodes. We've been thinking that the last few years the Canucks have been soft, and that's what we need. We need some, some muscle to come in and, uh, you know, just uh, back, up the, back up the young guns. You know, you don't, I don't want to see Pedersen throwing hits out there. I want to see someone else backing him up and taking out the guy that touches Pedersen. You know? Yeah, you you want Pedersen to have some space out there at the end of the day. And and we were the same thing we were talking about with Hughes. Like Hughes, yeah, he's a great defenseman and he plays a two way game, but he's not a huge guy. And I, I I don't see Quinn Hughes throwing massive hits out there. And to be fair, we need somebody who who does that. And that's a big problem with our defense right now. And with Myers injured, the tallest man in the NHL uh, doesn't help us so much when he's sitting on the bench. Well, and it doesn't help us when he's cross-checking guys in the teeth. Like, that's that's all he seems to do half the no, game. He's, is, he's is hitting the nail on the head here. Like, that's the thing. It's like, we've got all these young yeah. players. We need some veteran presence to come in and show them how it's done. Be like, you know what? If, if somebody treats you like this in a game, this is what you do. We can't expect these young guys, especially, like, um, you know, coming over from Europe, not used to the same sort of game. Yep. I, I think agree. that's still a thing. European versus Canadian game is definitely a thing. Yeah, I mean, it's different just based on, you know, the the ice surface. You know, it's bigger in, in Europe. It's less physical, and that's kind of a result of that. Uh, Jacob, what's up? Jacob loves THPN jumping in saying, Canucks looking to trade Bo sometime uh, soon. I don't want to see it. I, it would it would break my heart, but, I mean, you know what? Like, you do what you got to do. It's, uh, it's a numbers game, so, yep. like, that's what has to happen. That's what has to happen. I think we talked about it a little bit last week, but... You know, I'd love to see him sign like a really manageable contract. Like we were saying, like what, 6.5, 6, that'd be fine. Somewhere but in that ballpark. Yeah. Any more than that. And, and I don't know. I mean, I love the guy. I'd love to see him stay, but like, that's his value as far as I can tell. Uh, Jacob. Okay. So Jacob's obviously a big Vegas fan. Yeah. What would you trade to get Bo Horvat? I'm well, interested to see, you know, what kind of value other teams around the league assign a player like Bo Horvat. Man, I, 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 it's the same sort of thing. Like, a lot of people question why Dustin Brown was the captain when he was captain in, in L.A. But uh, if, you, if you followed the team and you, like, knew who this guy was, it was totally obvious why he was the captain, right? And 100%. I feel like it's, it's, a, um, it's a similar sort of thing with, with uh, Bo Horvat. And they're even similar sorts of players, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know if that's total, totally off or not. But, yep. it, you know, it, it seems like they play a similar style of game, sort of rough and tumble, like a high skill checking forward is, is sort of what two, I see. Two way forward. Yeah, you can make the argument. I mean, yeah, there, like, are, there are definitely similarities. You know, I, I would say that like if Bo Horvat could bury it like 10% more on the chances he gets, uh, I, w I would want to say like some sort of Selkie trophy, you know, like I, I feel like he's that kind of player. 
Yeah, I mean, hey, he's starting to put it in. I mean, look at last year. I'm just bringing up his stats. He had 31 goals last year. Well, that's my that's what I'm saying, yeah. though, is that, like, based on the way I see Bo Horvat playing and the heart he brings, like, how freaking hard he works every night. Yeah. So, yeah, what's uh, what's Jacob saying up here? Uh, oh, yeah, Jacob's saying, I forgot I had that comment up. Uh, Vegas is 10-3-1 against the Canucks owning us apparently oh uh, so, i understand okay well yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. vegas has had a pretty great team in the last few years and the canucks have been the worst that they've been in the last 10 years in their entire history so i don't know True. let's see let's uh let's see a couple years down the road um who, who wins the cup first i guess that's the real question right do you think there's you know longevity in this vegas golden knights team you know you think they're going to be a top team for another three Man, four years i, I, I kind of question it a little bit that's the I, I can't think of exactly which moves they've made in the past few years, but the one that stands out for me is the the way they treated Gallant and the way that they treated Flurry. It just rubbed me the wrong way, and I just I don't know what's going on behind the scenes in Vegas. You know, like it it's not something that I would have expected an NHL team to do to two guys who have the reputation and the respect that those two guys have. Yeah, it, it, they were, it was just so strange. Like with with Gallant, they like fired him on the road and kicked him to the curb in a taxi. Like th- that was bizarre. And then the whole thing with uh, with um, I'm getting that right, right? Yeah, that, that happened. Um, I think wait, was that was that there or was that in Florida for Gallant? Sorry, uh, I totally spaced out. Yeah, there. I know. I, I feel like Gallant's been disrespected a couple times. Yes, I feel like yeah, that was yeah. Vegas. Yeah, I feel like that was Vegas, but I could be wrong. Um, I'm questioning myself now whether that was yeah, I think it might have been Florida, but I mean, yeah. not to discount what you're saying though, yeah. because there have been rumblings and like stories around, like, I don't know, guys not being happy the way they were dealt with in, in, in Vegas. And yeah. they're a team that's known to make trades and move guys around. You know, they're not afraid to do that. But at a certain point, I mean, I guess you do build a reputation, right? Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, who knows if they're going to attract the big free agents, right? Uh, we've got like, you know what? One night I was listening to 31 thoughts earlier. We've got, uh, we've got Patrick Kane considering going to a new place. And of yeah. course he's considering going to the Rangers. And as you know, my thoughts on the Rangers and the way they've built their team in the past uh, few years um, with, with signing the big free agents instead of actually drafting, I think they're doing a better job of it lately, but um, in any case, yeah. the point is that big free agents are on the market and is Vegas going to attract those big free agents with the kind of culture that they've built so far and the the amount of reputational damage that they've taken over the Gallant and Flurry fiascos. Uh, not to mention that other one with the with the guy who wanted to be traded and whatever. Anyways. Well, it's, it's not not thing. only Dad that. Not. not only that. Oh, yeah, Dad, no, that was an interesting one. But not only that, though. Look at the team. I mean, they're, they don't have cheap players anymore. They don't have guys that are on, like, really good deals anymore. You know, they're paying Jack Eichel. They're paying a bunch of other guys on heavy contracts it's not like they have young guys that are coming up on elcs that are playing really well for them that's not happening so i i just again i question the longevity of this core group of players in vegas and hey on on the flip side i'm excited for the seattle kraken because they kind of built their team the opposite way where they're Mm -hmm. they're taking the brunt of it in the early years they're saying you know what we're gonna be crap now but we're gonna get young guys and in five years, you know what? We're we're gonna have a sustainable organization here. No, I, I'm excited to see the Kraken. It would be really cool to go down and uh, and and see some games in Seattle, assuming they clean up their. Oh, I'm I'm doing that this year. I'm doing that. That would be year. great. And to be honest, I did want to address Eden's comment there on. Yes, let's on, bring it up. 
on, uh, on JT Miller. Yes, I think he'll have a good season. If, if I didn't think he'd have a good season, then I'd be very unhappy about this signing. I'm happy about the signing. I think he'll have a good season. Do I think he'll get 90 points? I don't know. But I can expect 70. I'd be happy Let, Let's that. give out predictions right now. And everybody everybody in the live chat, comment what you think. How many points do you think JT Miller is getting this season? As far as preseason goes, I don't look at preseason at all. And and to be fair, last last week I did say that I sort of judge individual players a little bit in the preseason. But at the same time, you know, it's just warm up. They're not their heads not really in the game the way that it would be in a real regular season game. They know it's preseason. They know it's basically just practice. It's basically just a scrimmage. So you know what? When when the when the when the chips are down and the season is on the line, I think JT Miller will show up. I think he's that kind of guy. He's a leader. He's showed us that he believes in the team. Uh, man, I'd Canucks bow, 100-point JT Miller. Uh, man, I'd love to see it. I can't say I'm going to predict it because, let's be honest, it's a young team. If, if some of these younger guys step up and support him, sure, sure. I'd, I'd love to see it. You know, I'm going to say JT Miller is going to have a great year and put up, you know, 85 points somewhere in that region which i mean hey you you take that every day of the week man i'd be happy with 75 yeah i, think I that mean, would be a good season i, I mean, wouldn't be like the good. happiest but it wouldn't be you, a failure you uh you have you know just given them a big contract so keep that in mind so there, i mean there are expectations now that weren't there last season right um dubes warren saying 104 from a brother in montreal lake he is a vancouver fan there we go there we go. 104. Is that what he's saying JT Miller is going to get? Man, I, there's some confidence in JT Miller out there, it looks like. And <laughs> hey, I'm, that's I'm only five more point. points, Jack. That's all, That's only five more points than last year. Just say. Hey, look, if Pedersen, and it's going to come down to Pedersen in a yes. lot of ways for me, because look, Pedersen, as we've discussed extensively, and we're going to keep discussing it, the first half of last season was some of the worst hockey I've ever seen from professional hockey player like <laughs> my god and we've watched taylor pyatt in our lifetime it, like, it, that, yeah it, it, it was it was more painful than taylor pyatt at least we didn't expect him to be good <laughs> yeah, and, true. Like, and that's the thing is like the second half of the season it was like pedersen of old pedersen from the last couple of years and like damn like it was lo- lovely like pay the price of admission to see this guy yeah that's what we need to see day in and day out from from game one until game 82 and that's what great players do is they bring it every single night and they don't have crap half the first half of the season. That's not what happens. If you want to be, if you want to be successful in this league, you got to be consistent. And I'm, and I'm down for it. Eden PD, PD has a comeback season. Same thing with Besser, man. We haven't been talking about Besser because I feel like he's been invisible out there. I know he's been well, doing a whole bunch of nothing. Eden, you read my mind. Cause I was actually just going to bring up Brock Besser because he's another big factor for this team. If he's just, Last two seasons, you know, 23 goals, that's Dude, not that's good enough. Just, man, he, with the kind of expectation, like we were expecting Rocket Richard trophies out of this guy. And ever I know. Since- at, at points, we were talking like this guy's a regular 40 goal guy. And yeah, man, like that injury, that back injury. Yeah. What if that was it? What if that was it? I mean, he well, I think I think he also had a bad injury to his wrist, did he not? And that affected his shot for a little while. I don't know if that's still lingering. But, you know, look at his past. I mean, they have been shortened years. You know, he's only played 71, 56, and 57 games in the last three seasons. But still, 23 goals, 23 goals, and then 16. It, it hasn't looked great for Besser. He's, he's playing like a, a third stringer. You know, 20 goals is decent, but it's not like a top-line guy. 
You know what? And you know what scares me about Brock Besser is we know one thing about the NHL. It's getting faster, right? And we know one thing about Brock Besser is he's not a great skater. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. He, he might. That worries you know me. It, it brings to mind another thing that I was listening to on 30, 30, uh, 32 thoughts now, 31 32, thoughts. 32, yeah, thoughts. yeah. Yeah, so you know what? They have some good points on that. I like those guys. And I think it was Merrick who was saying he likes guys who change their game because that shows that you really want to play in the league and that you want to be there and that you want to – and it's not about you, that your ego's not getting in the way. Yeah. So I, I kind of want to see that out of Besser. Maybe he's not going to be a Rocket Richard guy. But I, I want to see him change his game in a way that lets him compete and lets him stay on the team and be a contributor. Yeah, I, I agree. But again, it's uh, it might be tough for him. He might just be a one-dimensional player and we need to get goals out of him. And if that doesn't happen, hey, maybe he is the odd man out and he is the one that does get moved out of Vancouver at the end of the day. It could um, be. You know what? At this point, uh, yeah. it would make sense and I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, cry over spilled milk. Uh, Eden saying, I think Huggy will also break out too. He wants to be a leader and shoot more. Um, sure he already broke out. Yeah, that, that's the thing. with Qu- If Quinn Hughes hasn't, you know, broken out yet, uh, watch out the rest of the league. Because, I mean, yeah. we got a monster on our hands. 68 <laughs> points in 76 games last year. And, again, for the first half of the year, Quinn, people were saying, you know, Quinn Hughes is struggling a little yeah, bit. Yeah, the so, whole team was, was trash, man. Travis Green, I don't know what happened, but he lost the room. He lost the room. But, again a struggling year and you're a defenseman and you put up 68 points in 76 oh. games, man, it's unreal numbers. Yeah. This, uh, I mean, again, Eden, if, if this is his breakout season, it should be over a point a game. I would assume. Um, but Second he, half had- comment though, he wants to be a leader and shoot more. Look, I'm here for that. I think that he should be a leader. Uh, I'm pretty sure he wears an A. Um, doesn't he feel like he does. I can't remember who got the A's this year. Folks, fill us in. Who got who got the A's this year? Yeah, alternates. Um, but man, I that's that's another thing about Horvat. To be honest, if we're going to bring out A's and C's, <sighs> trading the captain just feels bad. It just does. Yeah, yeah. And again, I just we obviously we're not in the room. We don't know these discussions. I could be completely wrong here, but I don't think Bo Horvat is going in there saying I'm going to start. We're starting at nine, you know, and that's where the negotiations start. I think he's going to walk out with a reasonable contract from the Canucks. I don't think he's trying to fleece them because, I mean, these guys are smart. They know that if, I mean, I, again, I mean, greed, you know, kind of eliminates some of it, but they know that if they take too much money and, you know, three or four guys take too much money, they're never going to win a cup. And that is kind of the goal of these players is, yeah, you want to get paid, but you also want to win and you got to find a balance there. Man, like, I, I just, I really think Horvat's a heart and soul guy and he wouldn't do that to the team. I agree. I agree. hundred percent. I, I want, I want to see him stay. And again, I, I personally think that maybe Brock Besser is the guy who gets traded. So we'll, we'll see on that one. Like I said, I, I, I honestly, at this point, it would make sense. And depending on the return, I wouldn't want to see a bunch of draft picks to be honest, unless they're from like, I don't know, bottom of the barrel teams. But uh, no, we need players now. I mean, we need defense. If you can move Brock Besser for a decent defenseman, younger guy, I'm all for that. I mean, it would make sense. It would balance out the team, right? We've got some up and comers there. Like maybe these Russians will step in and do something useful on offense. And I don't know. I don't know. It's there's like, I feel like the Canucks are a bit of a dark horse team because there's a lot of people predicting them being fourth, 
fifth in the Pacific, not making the playoffs. But who knows? I think they could make it as high as third, maybe second. I personally have them making the playoffs. I really do. And that, you know, kind Man, of a I lies. Think they could, I think like my prediction is third in the Pacific. Yeah. I mean, I, I could go along with that. I think if everything goes well for the Canucks, that's a possibility. I mean, another, another player I want to bring up, Niels Hoglander. I mean, we were talking about this guy, like he could be a 20, 25 goal scorer. I still think he has potential. I think last year oh, yeah. was kind of tough for him. But I think if he has another good season, hell, that's another 20 goal score you added to your top six or your and top that, nine. That just makes me think of Pod Colson as well, because both of those guys, Pod Colson and Hoaglander, they've looked good. Like every time I've seen them out in the ice, I'd be like, okay, like he knows what he's doing. You know, he's not screwing around. It looks like, you know, he's not playing like Pedersen from the first half of last year. Like, yeah. You know, they, they actually seem like they're they're trying hard. They're performing their roles. They're staying in their lane. They, like, they're doing what they're supposed to do as far as I can tell. So, and even more than that, honestly, they're outperforming expectations in the sense that they're actually scoring goals and pulling off nice moves and stuff like that. So, let's see it. Let, those when I'm talking about the young guys, like that, that's who I'm talking about. I want to see these guys step up and become blossom into the NHL trees that they're supposed to be. I mean, Pod Coles in first year in the NHL put up 14 goals. You know, he adds another five, six goals. You have another 20 goal score. And again, you yeah. said it when he's not scoring goals, he's actually contributing to the team. Mm -hmm. He's actually a pretty physical guy. He's yep. not easy to play against, which is, you know, I, I, we've talked about this. This is what the Vancouver Canucks needs. Yep. Uh, Niels Hoglander, again, I think he struggled last year. I think he was just kind of out of place a lot, I guess, just kind of scrambling. I think he'll be a little more settled this year, you know, chalk it up to being a sophomore slump. I mean, it, it happens. It really does happen for a lot of players. So yeah. expect to bounce back from him again. If that's another 20 goal scorer, man, I, I can't see how this team wouldn't make the playoffs unless the defense absolutely shits the bed, which can happen. Yeah. And honestly, like I, I don't really, we, we need veteran players like, like Luke Shen, like, mm -hmm. Oliver Ekman Larson, like Tyler Myers, to actually play well. And, and I'm sorry, but I don't have a lot of faith in any of those guys, to be honest with you. And no. and, and the, the only saving grace for me with the defense is that Thatcher Demko is a stud, and I think he will be our starter for years to come. Uh, I don't know squat about Spencer Martin, but anybody backing up Thatcher Demko, I feel like that'll be fine. Uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think it really matters too much past Demko because, I mean, we have one of the best goaltenders in the league. I really do believe that. And honestly, one of the better contracts in the league. I mean, look at his contract. He's getting paid, what, five mil for another three or four years. That's a, that's a hell of a bargain for Thatcher Demko. Dude, yeah, it looks like the contracts of old, you know, like, and I mean, I, I hope that it's we kinda, can. It's kind of crazy that yeah. Jim Benning actually signed that. Well, maybe that was the one thing he did right. You know, like he actually got this guy. Oh, yes. Five minutes till game time. Like, there oh, we here go. we go. I'm pumped. Yeah, I, I am. I'm stoked for this season. I think it's going to be great. Like, uh, I'm just excited to watch hockey again. I've missed a lot of hockey in the last few years. So, damn, I'm I'm stoked just to get back into it and start following everything again. You know, like I, I don't know every fourth liner and all of their salaries anymore like I used to, but you know, but you will oh, soon. You will oh, hopefully soon. <laughs> like, you know, it just comes with the practice. Right. Yeah. So, you know, as you learn the league, you learn the league, but you know, here we go. Like that's what we're doing this for. You know, it's, it's an opportunity for me to uh, 
uh, get back into following closely and an opportunity for you to uh, teach me what you know. There we go, which is uh, not a hell of a lot. So uh, <laughs> it'll be an interesting podcast. No, I'm joking. Um, it's, it, you know, one of the reasons we're actually excited to do this is, like you said, there's something to be excited about. We actually have a Vancouver Canucks team that could make the playoffs. I mean, for how many years have we talked about this team and just talked about small improvements or what draft position is this team going to be in? It's a different conversation. We haven't really, honestly, we haven't had this conversation in what, six, seven years? Well, I think that's, that's like, it makes the timing perfect, right? Because like, it wouldn't be as fun to sit here talking about the Canucks if they're going to be a dumpster fire and losing to the worst teams in the league. But we actually have an exciting team here to talk about. So we're excited for the team. It's a good time to actually start paying attention to the Canucks. It's a good time for people to come in, to bring new fans in. Um, I don't know. I just feel like everything is is lining up, uh, lining up Millhouse for the Vancouver Canucks here. I agree. I agree. Um, looking on our outline, Jack, you have a bit of a market report on the uh, the burger market. Oh, I just saw this meme today. <laughs> it was absolutely ridiculous. It, it, it was the prices of the concession for tonight's game. Yeah. At uh, what is it, Rogers Place or something? Rogers side? Place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. I'm pretty sure it was called Ro- Rogers, Rogers right? Lair or whatever they want to call it. Yeah, yeah. So, I, the one that stood out, the most expensive thing, fifty five dollars, and I imagine that's plus tax. Fifty five dollars for two burgers, two bags of chips, and two drinks, and they probably weren't even large drinks. I like, and we're talking like. <laughs> Five dollars, and we're talking like a bag of chips, like they hand out for Halloween, like yeah, that like size. Halloween chips, this yeah, yeah. and, they, and they look like greasy <laughs> little McDonald's burgers. Oh, like, man, yeah, it's it's just the most gouging possible thing. Like, I'm, I think the the beers are like twenty bucks each now, or some such. You know, it's yeah, it's insane. Like, we're well, Jack, Jack, I'm gonna get you over here. Again. Well, that's the thing, man. You're on the island. You're going to come to, you know, Rogers Arena and see it's just as expensive. It's not, I don't think it's any better. Well, that's why we're smuggling snacks in. There's no chance. I'm not paying $55 for Little Burger. Like, get out of here with that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bonnie is jumping in and I agree. Let's win this damn game. Unless unless you're from Edmonton, then I don't necessarily agree with you. But thank you for joining anyways. Hey, look, I don't hate Edmonton, but, uh, you know, we, we need to see the Canucks step up here. It, it's it, the Edmonton's a good team. It's undeniable. Like we were saying, they have one of the best players, if not the best player in the league, uh, in the world on top of that. Um, so I don't think just, you could even dispute that, by the way, just at, at this out point. There. Yeah. Like yeah. there there's, uh, you know, I mean, you can talk historically, but currently today in the league. Yeah. There's no, there's no doubt that McDavid's the best player. Um, so <laughs> Bonnie is in Edmonton. Well, maybe that's even more reason why she's cheering for the Canucks then. Cause there you, uh, go. you know, there you go. Yeah. I, I, I just think it, it adds another layer to the Canucks uh, rivalry with Edmonton and I'm just here for it this season. And I want to see the Canucks perform well. Um, I agree. I agree. Uh, we're getting close to puck drop. Um, I think we're well, going to take the alarm. There's, there's the alarm. Okay. We're going to take a break in like a minute or so here. Um, for folks that are listening on the podcast version, we're probably going to cut it here for the podcast because from this point on, this is basically a, a watch party, a watch along for the first period of the Vancouver Canucks against the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Jack, is there any other topics you want to talk about before we kind of jump off, you know, being in podcast mode and go into watch party mode? 
Well, the only last little uh, point of interest in the news here is that uh, the Hockey Canada Board of Directors stepped down. Yes. Uh, I, I suppose this is good news. I, I don't know if it's good or bad or neutral. I don't have a strong opinion on it. It's probably good that they're they're cleaning house um, and just put a new face on it and move on from the sordid history and uh, hopefully uh, perform any restitution that's necessary to to help anybody out that was that was harmed. No, for way. sure. I mean, more has to be done, but I mean, there, there's always that first step, right? And it looks like that was one of those first steps. Well, that's things like we need an organization that's going to represent Canada on an international stage in the hockey world. And if it's going to be this organization, then we're going to have to do what we can to clean it up. I agree. All right, let's, uh, let's take a break. On the other side, the Edmonton Oilers against the Vancouver Canucks. 